Hey, it's Henry from the editing booth here. Uh, Corey and I spend the first part of this episode, maybe five minutes or so, talking about a beer um, that we refuse to cut. Uh, it has to stay in there. It's part of the life and soul of the pod. But for whatever reason, if you wish to skip that, please jump to the time code that I have put in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the episode. I heard all of that. Okay, so do you want me to read the back of this can to sort of get you in the mood? Do you want some, do you want some goose ad copy? Oh, I need some goose blurb. Yeah, yeah, goose <laughs> So it starts, another world needs exploring. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, me! Yeah! My headphones fell out, I laughed so bad. <laughs> Okay, and then he goes, Goose is on the loose, discovering new worlds of flavour. No. Yeah. You can't do that. He's colonising. You can't do that. <laughs> like an imperialist goose. So. This goose gets the then, water you're Then, blood. that's just the title and the subtitle. Are you fucking ready for the body text? Are you ready? Me. I don't think so. Go on. From a pine forest paradise and beach full of peach to a home in Aldi's Middle Isle, this golden IPL mixes it all to create a crisp, fruity lager with the hoppy taste of an IPA, dry hopped with mosaic, cascade and amarillo hops for a peachy pine aroma with a hint of malty biscuit and refreshing finish. Holy shit. And then <laughs> and then there's three fucking scales underneath Excuse it. Excuse me? There's a, there's scales. The goose has scales. Are you going to explain? Okay, so on, go on. So the first scale on one side is easy drinking. On the <laughs> other side is small sips only. Now Okay. Now I just read you the blurb of of goose on the loose. Oh, do you I have do to you guess? yeah? Do you think it's more easy drinking or small sips only? Oh, uh, I don't know. Imperialism does make my <laughs> my tongue sting a lot. I couldn't I, I couldn't take big sips of it, but I don't know. The the goose is um is destined for the wall, so maybe maybe his implication of that is is that it it goes down easy. Yeah, that that goose goose goes down real easy. Wow, wow! So the se- the <laughs> second me. the second scale the <laughs> second of three scales on I this forgot. on this can. Holy shit! So again, mm. I've I've read you the 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 life story of this goose. Apologies, my my headphones just fell out. Okay, I've read you the life story of this goose. Yeah. So after that, do you reckon? that this goose on the loose is more deep and dark or fresh and fruity he thinks he's fresh and fruity you're right yeah you're right he's it's a fruity goose it's a fruity, fruity goose i mean he did say you did say in the in the in the in the the chronicles of goose that he he, he was a fruity flavor mm. so yeah it mentions pe- i don't know why i'm assuming he's a he it mentions peaches like three times mm. God, okay. What's the what's the third hellish nightmare you have for me? <laughs> Clear as day. Okay, that's on one end. 
Okay. On the other end of the final goose scale, it's curiously cloudy. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I I want to so desperately to believe that he's curiously cloudy. He is not. It's clear. Oh. Clear as day. Clear as day. Clear fish as water. day. Fantastic. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm still fucking losing a hint of multi biscuit. I think That's fucking I, insane. I think I, I got lost somewhere in in the fucking in, in the in the new discoveries that he'd taken me to, and, and now, now I'm marooned on an island of hopelessness. So. <laughs> Welcome to Unions in the UK, a podcast about unions in the UK. My name is Henry, pronouns they, them, and I'm here with... I'm Corey, and my pronouns are she, her. Corey, how are you doing today? <laughs> we might be a bit late on this one, huh? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's fine. We're, we are quiet quitting podcasting. Yes, uh, correct. <laughs> which means that um, we- <laughs> we're only doing the bare minimum. We're doing the bare minimum, and we said once every two weeks, and you know what? The release of that bonus episode set us off onto that course of doing it again in <laughs> two weeks. Um, much... Oh God, I was going to reference the fucking goose again. <laughs> it's fine, reference much, the goose. The like goose the is staying in. Goose, much like the journeys of the goose across the Pacific, um, we too have gone on a journey, and that is a journey of self-discovery, into learning that we should not do podcasts while we're half asleep. Absolutely <laughs> not. We should not try and do a million and one things and do like training at work, organize a training, <laughs> organize a ballot, and have hobbies and a social life. We shouldn't do that and then record a podcast as well. Oh, but I really want to. <laughs> Fuck. Um, speaking of like. Uh, unions, that thing that we talk about. Uh-huh, in the UK. <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. Um, we, we haven't necessarily spoken about... Um, what... So let's say you're a, you're a, you're a fresh-faced new worker. And you, you've gotten into... You've gotten a new job. Hooray, you're not going to starve for at least a while. That's great. That is wonderful news. Um, you're in a workplace and you you know nothing. But how how do you get involved in union stuff? Well, I'm I'm glad that you, our hypothetical worker, our spherical worker in a back vacuum, has let's bring her back, shall we? <laughs> We're bringing her back <laughs> from from the lost episode, the sp- the spherical vacuum worker. She's called Debbie. <laughs> okay, yeah. Debbie's Debbie. just started her new job at... Um, at the new Dyson Ball Factory. You see, that's spheres that's and uh-huh. vacuums. Cool. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Is she yeah. a salesperson? Or, no, in the factory. So she's like a, a factory worker. Is she on the, the like production chain? or? Yeah, I mean, I think, she, I think she's like a, a classic classic working class job you know okay i think that makes uh, this she, easier right 
<laughs> she's I I have no idea what they do in a Dyson factory, but she's she's on like one of those conveyor belts, and she has to pick up a bit of metal and attach it to another bit of metal and put it back down, and that and 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 tens of people do that in a row. That's my view on factory work. <laughs> my very <laughs> up to date view on factory work. Yeah. Oh Christ! Yeah, we um, yeah we we subscribe to the Fordist model of factories <laughs> on God's on this sake. podcast, and and uh, nothing ever progressed from there as far as we're concerned. No, uh, nothing, nothing has ever changed. Nothing happened. That's true, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Debbie's just she's... started work. So there's a couple of yeah. things that she can do. She can either find out if there's a union already in place. In her workplace, um, okay. and we should talk about that first because there's a few things to consider when um, you're joining a work a, a union that's already in your workplace. So, but usually, if there is a recognised union, what will happen is that a union rep will come to your induction in some capacity usually like do a little presentation they'll do a little slideshow they might do a funny little dance for you if you ask them that would be very cool <laughs> please don't I'd ask lo- your union I, reps i, to I dance. wish i had this <laughs> i i was unfortunate enough not to get like a union rep um meeting when i first joined i'd have loved a little dance well you can be the change you want to see in the world that, that could be me. That could be you. Volunteer with your union to do silly little dances for new starters. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah, you have... Go on, sorry. No, no, uh, I was going to say... Um, <clears throat> so, either a union rep will come around to the induction, or if there's, again, a recognised union at minimum, typically the employer will will inform you. The, the better way around is if the union rep gets to inform you about the union themselves and the best way that this can happen is if the management side leaves the room when your union rep gives a talk like i was in a workplace once where that happened and basically everyone just signed up because the manager's not watching and the union rep's there with the sign-up sheets and a bunch of little pencils and a crowbar just in (laughs) case you need it (laughs) for for crowing bars yeah well, it's for Debbie in her new position as mm. the, as the uh, factory floor worker. Um, <laughs> so in case she needs to stop the machine all of a sudden, you know, she's 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 going to do sab work for the union, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, in my case, like the 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 university gets away with doing the bare minimum to point out unions by creating a little web page that is reasonably difficult to access it's under staff benefits and it's buried in that page somewhere under i think they call it staff representation first and then you have to click on that and then it shows you a page with uh, the three unions that are recognized which are ucu unison and unite for various different roles and stuff um yeah yeah, I, I think get, that's I another thing to to consider is whether there's multiple unions where you work. Like some of the established workplaces, especially like schools, like hospitals, like civil service and sort of adjacent, there might be two different unions, there might be three that sort of fulfill different functions and have different 
workforces uh, attached to them and that's that's something that you should should look into because uh, generally you want to be in the same union as the people in your department or in your building if for some reason it's segregated by building or you know whatever you want to be in a union with the people around you and you want to do a little bit of thinking about how you can best achieve that if if there's more than one union to choose from it would also be consider worth considering whether the unions broadly politically align with yourself um, I was about to say the reason I picked UCU is because it, it was slightly like marginally more militant than the other two <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so that that's that's sort of the most common political divide you'll see in unions is which ones are a little bit more bolshy which ones are not that might genuinely be a a uh, uh, something that exists only within your workplace though for example like it might be that the UCU where where Henry is is the more more militant one but there might be one of the that's other lower, that's lowercase m militant yes yeah <laughs> we, yeah <clears throat> as it as in more willing to take action let's let's define our terms yeah, like yeah, more, yeah, yeah more willing to take action more willing to take more radical action in order to get their demands met by management but like in other places it might be that ucu is the less um less active less less likely to go on strike and that's again something that you need to look into because like nationally the unions have a certain character especially the the larger ones have a bit of a defined character that may not necessarily translate into individual branches like i think the biggest example i can can point to with that is last year at the cop 25 the climate climate change summit it was held in edinburgh and at the same time the bin workers were on strike um and they were unionized by gmb now gmb our best friends at gmb (laughs) gmb has a bit of a reputation for being less progressive when it comes to ecological reforms and things they they tend to take the opinion that a lot of their members work in industries that rely on fossil fuels a lot of their members would work in proposed like fracking sites things like that so they don't necessarily want rid of them as badly as other unions is the impression you get from like gmbhq but the GMB local uh, bin workers branch during COP25 were really vocal about uh, environmental issues, if I'm recalling correctly. I know that they marched... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they marched alongside the the big demonstration that was going on on the day. They they ran a really good social media campaign, actually. Like, um, Yeah. I was going to say, I'm currently getting an email off Gary Smith, uh, and he's calling that particular branch uh, bourgeois environmentalist. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other problem. That's the the other end of it, is that even if locally your branch is quite good, nationally they can be hamstrung a bit if if your politics don't align with that of the leadership um, to a greater or lesser extent yeah which is Um, unfortunate as well because i've seen some 
cool stuff come out of um, some GMB branches. Yeah, and that's the that's um, the thing is, ultimately the power of, like I've said it before, like the power of these centralized union bureaucracies uh, and like hierarchies, it comes from members and ultimately they they can't actually stop you so much from doing stuff they can not support you as well as they should and that's been a <laughs> that's been a historical trend with unions um where they failed it has typically been because they've refused to support workers who needed supporting that's I mean, typically we talked about this more in the um the the, the hegemony episodes yeah exactly we talked about in particular how uh, it's formed along like racial lines that unions have tended to sort of fail to show the appropriate level of solidarity because of their own internal politics um and that sucks but at the same time it never stopped it never stopped the the strikers from going on strike that you know that we discussed in the other episode it never stopped yeah. stopped the workers collectively organizing and bargaining for their rights and doing a damn good job um so that, yeah. that's yeah that's the sort of two sides of of that um um where the cool. fuck were we so <laughs> debbie debbie's at her workplace she's seen the gmb flyer and said you know what maybe not um, <laughs> um but but you know it uh, she's getting the impression that there there isn't uh uh, a recognised union in her workplace. Um, she, she she's kind of worried now. She she's joined this company. She's been fixing bits of metal together for about a week now, but no sign of any representation whatsoever. Um, I, I guess what what does she do there? Well, there that's where things get interesting and weird, and you've got to got to organise a brand new union. Got to organise to have a brand new union work towards recognition. That tends Whoa. to be the sort of first first step that most unions take. Some unions don't want recognition. Um, I know the IWW tends to believe that they work better without those sort of constraints. Um, and uh, you know yep. that's that's fine. That's a, just a difference in tactics. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, one thing that Debbie could do is very, very cautiously um, chat around with her, her workmates, see what they're, they're, see what one like where they are politically. Do they hate unions? Are they willing to rat you out? <laughs> Probably not, really. But you know, there's always one. Like, yeah, um, I think, I think uh, we talked about this. It was either in the hegemony episode or in the lost episode where people are way too cautious, especially sort of if you come out of like a, sure. a more more anarchist organizing tradition. People tend to be too cautious about OPSEC. Like, obviously, there are situations where you need to be really cautious where you're doing doing certain things that may doing get you sacked. Cool things. <laughs> Doing cool things oh, so that may I... get you sacked. Those those kinds of things that we on the podcast cannot officially condone. Um, so I'm, you're saying that I can't tweet out that I'm going to...
we can't do that. No. Okay. No, no. I would, I would advise you simply don't do that officially. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are times when you do need really strong opsec. But when you're talking to people about your about joining a union, you know, you sort of need to meet people where they are. Yeah. Like, you can't... Like, people aren't going to join a super-secret telegram... Telegram uh, message... Message thread... Um, <laughs> because it's slightly more encrypted than WhatsApp. Uh, they're yeah, not going to... Sure, sure. Like, honestly... Just talking to people where they are, and you need to sort of be confident in saying... Saying to people, hey, this is what we want to do. This is why it's a good idea. And the thing about, like, are people going to rat you out? Like, I would say, think think about, like, the places that you work. And you tell me there are people that give enough of a shit about, about the boss and there not being a union for them to bother ratting you out. Yeah, for sure. Like, like mo- most people... Aren't a very unique one in a million kind of person. Like yeah, like the wor- the sort of worst that I think you'd get is there are people who'll be quite ca- careless about it and just mention it to the boss, which is oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's something to look out for and just sort of say you know don't say don't talk to the manager about this kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, yeah, no, that, that, that again, very, very fair point. Uh, I, I mean, like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll say this with a pinch of salt and then follow immediately with a, a clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get fired for trying to organize a union. Pause. You can, but they'll say it's for something else. But, like... <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you, if you work somewhere with a zero-hours contract, especially one of the tactics that people have seen is that... Uh, they just reduce your hours down to nothing. Yeah. But things like that are going to become less and less uh, effective as it becomes harder and harder to hire people. And at the moment... Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment in the UK, as far as I'm aware, it is actually quite hard to get people into new jobs. People are having to offer better positions... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...than they otherwise um, would have. Um, I know. I know one of the reasons why... Uh, so a lot of the jobs in the university are just people swapping hats in, inside the university already. Um, I mean, one that's just how like that's how promotions work in the university. You you swap jobs, but like um, it, it, it's quite expensive to hire someone new because uh, you have to put out advertising and then conduct interviews and and all this kind of stuff. It's a lot easier to just swap someone's head um but yeah so debbie is currently in her workplace she's whispering uh to her workmates hey hey mate you in a you in a union she's trying to find out who else is in a particular union so she can figure out which one to join just so it's easier to organize but no one is in a union oh oh piss Oh piss! No one else is unionized. What what does she do then? Uh, this is where we get to magically come back to politics. 
This is <laughs> this is where what you do is you look at what unions are in your sector. You look at which ones have a like for this one. Obviously, you've got to rely on like the national profile. Which ones um, match up with yourself? Which ones are more likely to support you in the type of organising that you want to do? And shop around a bit. Now, the there's the TUC website has a union yep. finder uh, that I, I think gonna... Henry is going to put in the show notes. Yeah. Um, that is a very useful tool. Uh, I mean, like, it's how I... Uh, well, I mean, I kind of knew which unions were at my workplace, but I, I wanted to shop around a little bit first just to see what I was what I was up against sort of thing. Uh, and then that directed me back to UCU anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, that'll do. That's a good Because <laughs> um, initially I was put up on the off, because on the university website, it said it covered covered lecturers. But when I looked on the TUC website, it, it was to cover um, education staff, um, which I technically fall under. So, ha <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So, yeah. Yeah, there, there is a very incredibly useful tool on the TUC website that you can use. Or if you if you have the patience of a saint, uh, you can look through all the registered the unions registered with the government of the UK. Uh, that list is horrid to look at, mm. uh, probably of, uh, on purpose. Yeah. But but I mean, it's there if you if you want to make your eyes bleed. I mean. The thing about, like, as far as I'm aware, like, the smaller unions aren't on the TUC Union Finder website as often, yeah, are they? Yeah, So if you are, for example, in, um, you work as, like, a, uh, like, gig economy worker, mm. like the IWGB. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're very good. They have a really solid history uh, of organizing in in that space and you would probably be well served by by looking further into them but they i don't think they appear on that tuc union finder no, I, I don't think they do yeah um, and i don't think like the I think, iww I think, would if you're more into no. into that particular flavor of unionizing I, I, I suspect it's only ones that are affiliated with TUC. Mm. Um, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you won't find any of the cool ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that is that is one way uh, to to find out. Again, you could you, could, you if you if you're uh, a freak like me, you'll 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 find you'll hear news about other ones on social medias and stuff. Uh, but it's good to keep an eye out, um, just to to figure out which one kind of suits your sector, your workplace, and kind yeah. of the personality of the people that you want to organize with, sort of thing. Yeah. Once once um, you've got that down, what you do is you then reach out to those unions, find out if they're already organizing in your area, if they're already organizing in your sector, um, and what they're able to do is they have full-time organizers on staff who can usually come out and like meet you down at the pub or in a cafe or like over zoom whatever you know fits fits yourself i think they they tend to be quite the union organizers tend to be quite flexible in how you contact them because 
they want to be able like part of their job is making sure there are many avenues as con- of conversation open as possible (laughs) so yeah you reach Mm. out you talk to them you find out what support they can offer in unionizing your workplace what the sort of goals would be whether they can offer any any volunteers to help spread the message amongst the sector in your area or you know whatever whatever your goals with unionizing are if they are just to get recognition in your workplace then that tends to be the majority of union sort of bread and butter sort of initial campaign. Uh, they'll have a bunch of resources. They'll have a bunch of experience um, with things like that. And even if that's not your goal, that's when other unions like the IWGB and IWW, they have that experience similarly, but for other other initial campaigns that aren't necessarily about getting recognition in a workplace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um okay. Uh I I'm going to go I'm going to read out this next this next heading because I really wanted to say it, mm-hmm. but also we can talk about a couple of the the other cool unions as well. So, what if none of the big ones and and you kind of referenced it halfway through that conversation anyway. What if none of the big ones represent your vibe? What if you want to go with something else? What if you're a vibrating leftoid, which I, <laughs> I love that phrase. And I'm, I love it. That's it. Um, uh, or what if um, I work in a field that is uh, like frowned upon by, by the usual unions? What, like, what about me? And I know Debbie works in a factory, um, but there, there, I mean, there are, there are workers who are probably underrepresented because of the, the type of work that they do. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, i.e., sex workers. There was actually some really interesting news about that the other day, um, which, yes. which I will get onto in a moment. But yeah, they they typically are under underserved and underrepresented by the traditional union union structures. There are organisations like uh, Swarm, uh, who are a sort of collective of sex workers who organise for for their rights basically and um there is sort of more mainstream movement towards recognizing recognizing the need for sex workers to to organize in you know their workplaces um and the news i'm referring to is on october 5th equity it's professional performers is is their remit. Uh, They unanimously passed uh, a motion in uh, Bristol to support unionization of adult sex workers and to demand and respect demands for labor rights and improve working conditions, including occupational health and safety. Oh, hell yeah. UVW, United Voices of the World Union, um, are a more traditional union again they're quite small but they're one of the more traditional unions that uh do organize with with sex workers um but it is it is getting more mainstream but you do still currently have to look at like look at the smaller alternatives at the moment yeah yeah i mean like i, I was just gonna as a and as a side um iww officially recognizes sex work um 
and has a industrial union for it, um, which, <laughs> fuck's sake, it is uh, industrial union 690, ha 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 funny, um, but it is recognised and that, it, that and because they are workers and so they need uh, workers protection. Um, another shout out for just another short, small union, I'm not sure where they stand on sex work, but another short, small union to, to keep an eye out for our Solfed as well. Uh, I've seen a few of their flyers and stickers around town. Uh, they seem to be doing some cool stuff, especially in Northumbria. Seems to be the place to be for like anarchist syndicalism. <laughs> like they've yeah. got Northeast Anarchist Group, Solfed, and and IWW all like bouncing off each other. It's it's very cool. Mm. Um, yeah, like Solfed isn't like a trade union necessarily. They're like a they're yeah. a. Um, anarcho-syndicalist group or so they they organize in workplaces but aren't strictly a work like tied tied to a workplace like a union traditionally is yes correct yeah yeah, yeah. if you want to know more about sulfed um i would recommend reading the stuff on their website because my (laughs) brain is not up to holding all the information together just for a quick and easy reference. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll put a load of links in the in the, the bibliography. I don't. I still don't know how to say that word. Bibliography. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Bibliography. Uh, in in the in the doobly doo underneath. This, <laughs> don't this, fucking. This, this, welcome back. It's two thousand nine again, everyone. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, baby. Um, but yeah. Uh, it, other news for small unions around the the movement. You you, it, it's one of those you kind of have to dig into because they are small, and uh, it's harder to find out more information out of this just because it's not uh, part of the mainstream for the most part. Um, but all oh, still, very very cool stuff going on. Yeah. Um, okay. Debbie's got to this point. Mm-hmm. She, 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 there's no, there's, there's no rep in her workplace. Uh, her workmates uh, aren't in a union. She doesn't like any of the smaller ones. What the, what the hell are you doing there, Debbie? What's? <laughs> are we doing what, what characters did... now? Are we doing? Uh, I mean, we've already, we've already are. invented Debbie. Like, I know we sort of have Debbie as a character, but are we doing like voices because? I don't, I don't know what happened. Honestly, um, something the, the Holy Ghost took <laughs> over me for a, a hot minute. Possessed by Colonel uh, Sanders. But it's possessed by Colonel Sanders. Um, <laughs> he, he tried to he tried to make me do. I don't know what the fuck Colonel Sanders did. I know he likes chicken. That's my narrative for him anyway. Yeah, let's 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 pretend He's probably that's, a let's, let's pretend that's all he did. Let's pretend <laughs> all he did was the chicken stuff. Like that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have to look into him to know that he probably like, sucked. To know that he was a piece of shit. He probably sucked. Like that's fine hey, that's fine. Lots of people official suck. S- official statement of the pod. Fuck Colonel Sanders. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm not um, I'm not we're not doing voices, or I'm not doing voices. No, I, 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 as yeah, as I, the listeners can tell, <laughs> I already don't do voice training. Like I'm not fucking learning to do voice acting. I'm I, yeah, I'm simply not. <laughs> Fuck yeah, okay. I'll try and I'll try and like hop over the ocean again, just so I'm back in the UK. 
Hello, everyone. I'm back in the UK. We're talking unions in the UK. Oh, you've got a real thing um, about like the Pacific and Atlantic today. I like just, first, d- first oh, the goose, God. now the colonel. First the goose. Now, now I'm. Yeah, it's because I got <laughs> dropped over there by the goose's um fucking like conquest of America, and now now I'm stuck there. Um, fuck's sake. Anyway. <laughs> Woo. A lot of goose, a lot of goose chat this week. A lot of goose chat. A lot of goose chat. Um, <laughs> Debbie's not happy with any of those. She wants to, she wants to start her own from the ground, fresh up. And uh, what, what, what advice can we give to Debbie? Okay, first of all, good lord, why? Um, <laughs> I mean, though I suppose like these smaller unions yeah. that we're talking about, um, they all started this way because they weren't satisfied yeah. with with the way that the existing unions existed. So you know, it's it's clearly possible. It's clearly a thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the process, I imagine, is difficult and much like <laughs> and much like founding any other sort of organization in the UK, like. Uh, I think you'd need like a steering committee putting together. You'd need like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, articles of association or whatever. They they're called for trade unions. Um, like, yeah, she's got a storm ahead of her. If she if yeah she yeah, it's like again, if if she can do it, yeah, like, more, good more on power her. to good her. On you. If if good she on wants, you and your workmates, if she wants to to form a specific union because none of the other unions do what what she wants in the way she wants done they don't understand what it's like to be on the conveyor belt fitting mm-hmm. two bits of metal together they don't get it especially not when you're a sphere like especially not when you're like a perfect a sphere. perfect sphere in a vacuum factory yeah there, there's just not the right representation for that yeah at all she wants her own union yeah I, i'm imagining like you know like poland ball like yeah, that's yeah, what the, I'm seeing for yeah the nation balls i'm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck's sake um, again it's always 2007 on the pod <laughs> we never left <laughs> yeah we sake. we just we we couldn't cope with the with the massive psychic backlash from the 2008 financial crash and the idea that the entire economy and our entire planned future up to that point simply turned to dust in a matter of months. Oh uh, we, we just couldn't cope with that. So it's 2007 forever, baby. I'm going to get really into XKCD comics again. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me go. They're still going. Yeah, they're still going. And Suicide and Happiness. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Good God. Good for them. Okay, so... Debbie has done it. She's she's formed her own independent union and she has led the revolution with her workmates. They were the final final thing to 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 lead us to the, the great beyond. Fantastic work. Well done Debbie, comrade Debbie. We did it. Okay, but <laughs> but first you need to actually know how to organize in your workplace. No, you just do it, right? You just press the button, right? No. You press the big button that says no. Revolution smash. Yeah, yeah. You play. You press the big general strike button by tweeting at the TUC, <laughs> and that's how a general strike comes about. Is is you tweet? Yeah, does, you tweet yeah, yeah. at the TUC. 
like, subscribe, mash the fuck out of that general strike button. <laughs> we'll, 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 and I'll see you in the next episode. Comment and subscribe. Fuck us up. Fuck's sake. But yeah, that was a really good tangent that Corey was creating that I derailed <laughs> fucking but, immediately. But we will see, we will see you in the next episode where we'll be talking about how to organize. You see, I fucking got it back. Yeah. I got the segue back. We're fucking <laughs> back on it. We're back on the pod. We are professionals. Uh, yeah. We're we're not. We're, we've never been paid for this because we have six listeners. Um, well, we don't actually have any means for people to pay us, so... <laughs> Unless it counts just, just throwing money at us. Just, yeah, if you see me, throw coins at me. <laughs> like, I, um, I'll, I'll get it. I'll know. We'll know. We'll know it's for the pod. Like, we'll understand. <laughs> God's sake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back maybe next week. Who knows at this rate? Um, with the next part on how to organize and what Debbie did, what what, De- what Debbie did do, what Debbie gotta do, what she do, what what, <laughs> what did that Debbie do, um, <laughs> but but that'll have to wait until next time. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Let's do the usual. The music in this episode was Solidarity Forever, made by intellectual dark wave i remembered so you don't have to um fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) we have socials uh we have our twitter account which is just unions in the uk um and then our email if you ever want to contact us which is unions in the uk at gmail.com i believe that's everything yeah and we've actually timed this perfectly because i've literally just finished my goose beer Oh my god, wow. Yeah, look at us. Timing um, stuff. Synergy. It's, it's just the dialect about forty minutes as well. Yeah. And only wow. ten of it is talking about geese. Only ten of it's talking about geese. Well well, one particular <laughs> goose. One particular very <laughs> special goose that yeah. keeps us warm in our hearts. <laughs> but yeah. Any final words, Corey? Uh no. No, I think we've covered it all. Um yeah, thanks for thank you for listening. Good job. Good job you. Good job. Good job. This is this is praxis. This is what it is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>